Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and the Steelers play the Browns on Monday Night Football. That means Locked On Steelers meets Locked On Browns. Chris Carter, Jeff Lloyd, coming at you on a Crossover Thursday episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Podcast Network. On Crossover Thursday, you know what it, what it is. We start previewing these matchups for the upcoming NFL weekend. And this week, Steelers-Brown, old school rivalry. Story as old as time. And it's a big one in this, in this episode coming up here. Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns. We have a lot to break down in this upcoming matchup. But first, before we do any of that, we want to remind you this show is sponsored by prize picks on crossover thursdays the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 jeff my man there's a lot of excitement in cleveland they laid the smackdown on the cincinnati Bengals last week they're one and oh and there's a lot of historical implications if they're able to beat the steelers on monday night can you tell us all the things that play into this well, I mean, as you and I were just discussing, um, if the Browns are able to go 2-0, the be the first time they've gone 2-0 since 1993, I believe. Young Christopher Carter was three years old at the time. <laughs> I, I, I was still lacing them up, for God's sakes. I was still playing college <laughs> ball in 93, and those years are far, far removed. Also, um, Cleveland Browns are going in here, uh, as of right now, favored. First time Cleveland Browns have been favored to play in Pittsburgh in mm-hmm. 37 years which puts me even further back obviously than 93 um i believe on your standpoint um chris i believe it's uh 20 straight monday night football games at home that the pittsburgh steelers have uh, not 20 straight 20 straight years of monday well, night sorry, football. 20 so two decades worth yes. so i mean a lot of you know if you like the numbers you like the math and i'm sure for some of you you're gonna run off to uh, go place a bet for one off of one of those one way or another but it's been a really really strong couple of days here for this franchise um one of my only really concerns sunday was you think there's so much newness on this defense and it's like mm-hmm. well you know it takes time and you know it's usually the case um, it didn't take any time. In one play, you saw the potential of what this defense could bring. Darius Smith got a big hit on Joe Burrow. I'm still convinced I think he got some part of Joe Burrow's hand because Joe Burrow just never looked right in that game. And at points, it was almost rubbing the top of his hand. Um, I know that, oh, the weather, that maybe he's got a glove. I mean, you don't rub the top of your hand if you're trying to get right. your hand wet. You're not throwing the football with the top of your hand. So, um, And Joe just, you know, it looked labored. Obviously, it was a wet field. So if you got a bad calf, you got to be careful. You don't want to end up like Aaron Rodgers did on Monday Night Football, obviously. Um, but the Browns just had the number. And the thing for me, anyway, we tried to talk about it last week, was the Browns' defensive line, what it was Miles Garrett and basically the Garrettettes, a whole bunch of guys that nobody ever really knew of, weren't really right. great players. They always played well against Cincinnati Bengals. So now when the Browns came here, and now it's not Miles Garrett anymore, you can talk for five minutes about the Browns' defensive line and not even get to Miles Garrett because you can talk about Sedarius Smith. You can talk about Talvin Tomlinson, Shelby Harris, Ogbenayo Karankwal, all of these guys. But the collective group that they put together, and you have Jim Schwartz with this theory of, well, if the quarterback never throws the ball, what coverage we ran doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. None of this. I mean, none of it matters. If the quarterback doesn't throw the ball, 
You know, because they always say, oh, when you throw the ball, only, you know, two good things can happen. Well, if he doesn't throw it, defensively, you're set. You're taken care of. And, you know, and also keep in mind, one of the biggest acquisitions for the Cleveland Browns this offseason didn't Doubt. play. Juan Thornhill did not play. Thornhill, um, yeah, Grant Delpit was out there, had one of the best safety performances I've seen from the Cleveland from a Cleveland Brown safety since 2018. He had a downfield pass breakup on Higgins. He had a big hit on Joe Burrow on a blitz, stopping guys short of the sticks. He was phenomenal all afternoon. He was the highest graded player on defense. But this unit is good. Obviously, offense. And the biggest two takeaways I had was defensively, it's not going to be that easy every week. And offensively, you still won a game in convincing fashion. And a lot of people would say it was maybe a C plus effort, a B minus effort from the offense because they left a lot of meat on the ball. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, I, I looked back and I was just surprised at Deshaun Watson the way he threw that pat, the interception uh, to, to Hill. I was just like, "What?" what it was it, it, in, in his defense. It was tipped. It, it oh, ball actually, okay. it ball was tipped. You you didn't see it in the way it was because I mean, it, and it was weird what the because I, I think the defense guy who actually tipped the ball he had already committed to Deshaun running, so uh, basically he okay. almost got a. Hand on it, kind of more like a secondary player or a linebacker would. You know, the original, the, the way it looked, yeah, it was like, oh, good God. I mean, yeah, he was wide open, but he's not our guy. No, I got you. That that, that was that, that that was a bizarre situation. But even so, like, you know, you just thought that there were times that Deshaun Watson just looked off key. But you know that with, with his work ethic, he's going to eventually find something that works in his favor. On the flip side, the Steelers are trying to atone for a – complete drubbing at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. There was a lot of confidence heading in, heading into week one, and that confidence was quickly shot down. Kenny Pickett talked a lot about it, and, and as far as what they needed to do, they needed to start faster. Uh, the defensive front, they took a lot of injuries. I think that's one of the bigger storylines in Pittsburgh right now. Cam Hayward is out for at least eight weeks, which that's a huge hit to the defense. It's now the second year in a row that an all-pro player has been gone after week one. And now Deontay Johnson, the team's number one receiver, he's out for up to four weeks. So the Steelers are going to have to find answers really quickly. And in two areas that I think the Browns are very proficient in, and I want to get to the secondary part of that when it comes to uh, the, the, the Cleveland's cornerbacks. But I got to lead off with the, the Browns' offensive line. Uh, the Niners were able to run the ball consistently with Christian McCaffrey. And Nick Chubb is, if not the best, one of the best running backs in the NFL. I know that the Browns are going to be missing Jack Conklin, but that leads up to the guy behind him who they drafted, DeWan Jones, a.k.a. Big Thanos, being in there for this game. And a lot of this is going to come down to who can run the ball better? Who can, or if Cleveland can run the ball consistently, because that sets up everything else they want to do on offense. It was really funny the way the sun, uh, the summer worked out because it, once it wrapped up, one of the biggest storylines of the summer was, wow, Dewan Jones is really, really good. But the Browns, there's nothing you can do with him. You can only play. I mean, it's not like defensive line where you can say, hey, I'll play six if I want to. You can only play five. Um, and obviously they committed the money to Conklin. Um, and you know, there's the old line in sports that, you know, sometimes the, these things have a way of working themselves out. Sadly, you know, Jack Conklin suffers another major injury. Um, but the Browns had him and they had him ready to roll. I mean, Dewan Jones uh, through the preseason and through week one is grading, according to PFF, as an 80 over 85 as a pass blocker. This is a fourth-round rookie. You're not supposed mm -hmm. to have a guy like that. But, you know, should he have gone in the fourth round? Probably not. One wart was he was probably a right tackle. They always get devalued in the draft process. The other one was is, you know, he went down to Mobile practice one day. And yeah, his camp was like, you know what, we did enough. We're, we're, we're going to get out of here. So that certainly did not help either. But the Browns knew they had something special. Uh, the, the run blocking 
still a work in progress. Um, but I think part of that is going to be from him. Keep in mind, in the summer, he played with second team. He played with third team. You know, so he's out there in his first, you know, and this is now, you know, this is all the top shelf talent. You know what I'm saying? And, and oh, wow, man, I, I got to move quicker because otherwise I'm going to be in Nick Chubb's way and this isn't really going to work out. Um, but, it, you know, but you, you want, obviously, to say the young man needs improvement in some aspects. Um, but it's not like he can't do it. And it's not like he's not like big enough or physical enough to, to get it done. Um, but it's something that's going to be working on. But, you know, hey, you know, we saw a Browns right tackle debut on Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh uh, two years ago. And uh, James Hudson didn't work out very well that night. <laughs> uh, certainly. But I think on the on the flip side of this, while uh, while you're going to have Jones there, you're also going to have a new guy in the Steelers defensive front. And that's rookie Keanu Benton, uh, who will be coming up on, on the defensive line. We talked to him in the Steelers locker room uh, this past week and he's ready to go. I, I thought, honestly, of all the defensive linemen the Steelers had, I thought he actually performed the best against the San Francisco 49ers. And now we know that the Marvin Leal will be able to play in this game. He's the guy, a second year player that they brought in uh, last year. I thought he did very well last year for a rookie i thought that he's he's taken some good steps in training camp but now they're going to need these guys to really step up because now all you have is ogan Joby who will play but he's still not 100 percent. whatever injuries that continues to ail him continues to ail him uh but uh though the worry here jeff was that you had cam hayward out the marvin leal got hurt you didn't know the status of larry ogan Joby, and so then you were all of a sudden looking like oh boy it's it's uh it's looking like maybe you might have complete backups playing your defensive line. It won't be that bad, but still depth will be an issue for the Steelers on the defensive line. And that could be a major advantage for the Browns. If they wanted to get their run game going, I want to talk with Jeff more specifically about the big Thanos versus TJ Watt matchup that's coming because that specifically beyond just the run game could be huge for protecting Deshaun Watson last year. When, 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 when Deshaun Watson played the Steelers for the first time, he got sacked seven times. The stick Browns can't afford to let that happen again. We'll talk about, what needs to happen and what could happen in this matchup in just a minute here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Carter, Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Steelers and Locked On Browns breaking it down for you. But first, I want to remind you, this show is sponsored by Jace Medical. And now with, with, with Jace Medical, you can get what's called the Jace Case. And the Jace Case provides you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their uh, board-certified physicians. And then you can get ongoing care from physicians on any treatment-related questions. These are doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace Medical is simple. You just go online, fill out a form, and then you get the prescription life-saving medic medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're, you not, are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one word, at checkout when you go to jacemedical.com. And that's J-A-S-E medical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com to get your Jace case today. Back here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Chris Carter, Jeff Lloyd, breaking down Steelers versus Browns here. Jeff, let's get right into one of the bigger matchups on, on, the, on the front, and that's going to be 
Dewan Jones, aka Big Thanos, versus TJ Watt. Dewan Jones having a pretty good premiere lat last week. He looked pretty solid in the, in the reps that I was able to watch on the All 22 uh, from from that game. But who also had if the maybe the only Steeler who could claim they had a really good week last week was TJ Watt, who sacked Brock Purdy thir- three times, forced a fumble, and recovered a fumble. Jeff, the Browns are no stranger to how strong TJ Watt can be in this game. Are, do, do you foresee the Browns having that much confidence in Jones to be able to handle TJ Watt? Or do you see them saying, hey, Njoku, get over there. Chubb, get over whoever Whoever is available, get an extra body on Watt because you don't want to leave the rookie up against that guy. Well, you're going to have plan A and you're going to have plan B. Obviously, plan A is you hope and I think the Browns think he's going to go out there. And I'm not saying TJ Watt's not going to get his because TJ Watt gets his every week. But I think the Browns think, you know, he should go out there and, you know, hold himself admirably. But there is still, it's the bright lights. It's the big, light. you know, it's Monday Night Football. It's your first career start. And it is TJ Watt. You know, there's, you know, he wouldn't be the first guy to, you know, maybe get a little starstruck, get a little nervous and, you know, maybe not give his best effort in a debut of the proportions like that. But yes, you do have plan B. And plan B would A, we start with, well, if we're running it, we're just going to run left. And if we're going to throw passes, they're going to be short, they're going to be quick, and they're going to be over the middle, or they're going to be to the left. Um, but he did get a good test against – and look, Nolan Smith from the Eagles, I'm not going to say he's – because obviously with the 3-4 versus the 4-3, your outside rushers are a little bit different. And obviously TJ, as much as he is strong, he is really, really good athletically as well. But he did get uh, – now I'm talking obviously about Tawan Jones. He did get a lot of reps against Nolan Smith, the Philadelphia Eagles' number one pick. Mm-hmm. And when you're the smaller guy in this scenario, basically you want to create contact first. You want to get some sort of pop in just so basically, you know, it's like the big fella – because then you got to use every drop of quickness, hopefully you can, to get around him. And keep in mind, there is a factor there. You have to still get around a guy who is six foot eight, three hundred and sixty pounds. It takes it takes a little bit of time to do that, obviously. Um, so we'll see. But um, you know, he progressed so well in every week of the preseason. Um, and of course, you know, th- there was no foreseeing it. Oh my God, Conklin's down. We all knew it was bad. We all knew it was most likely season ending immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, there it is. He's in there. But as they said during the broadcast, what's the best thing you can hear about a scenario like that? Nobody ever talked about. It which means he wasn't getting beat. He wasn't committing penalties. Right. So, you know, and look, you know, to say a guy, you know, was a starting tackle at a place like Ohio State, yeah, you should easily transition, you know, as far as, you know, walking into the NFL and being ready to contribute. You're facing LFL talent every single practice you face when you go to when you're to school like, you know, Ohio State. But it's, it's still, you know, to be the proven. But the Browns do also have the one advantage of normally when the Browns have to pay the Steelers, you've got to make sure you've got Hayward, and you got to make sure you got what now, you know, basically you can say, well, look, we can, we can basically say, we got to make sure it's 90 that we are taking care of first. Mm-hmm. And the rest of their offensive line is still a really, really good unit. Um, you know, Keanu Benton, you know, was a guy I was really, really excited about, you know, for the draft process. Of course he ends up in Pittsburgh because every guy I like the Browns don't take, they end up in the AFC <laughs> North somehow, some way. Um, but you know, for the Browns, yeah, it's, it's still tough that, you know, cause Jack Conklin was a proven commodity for them, but it does help them from a little bit of saying, Hey, if we have to afford help, we think we can because normally we have to help with Watt and we have to help with Hayward. Hopefully now we only have to apply some assistance, chipping, backs, tight end, be that who is it may to obviously TJ Watt. 
Absolutely. And uh, for the record on Pro Football Focus, they chart him with 20 p- plays in pass protection. Zero times did uh, Dewan Jones give up pressure. And I believe he lined up with Trey Hendrickson a couple times in that in that in that matchup. Sam so, Hubbard as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So some impressive reps there uh, that, that 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 we got that we got to see uh, from, from him. But let's move on to another matchup I think will be key. And that's this Brown secondary, uh, because the Steelers will be without Deontay Johnson. They still have George Pickett. They have they added Allen Robinson in the offseason. They finally are getting to see Calvin Austin. I thought that he actually looked pretty decent in his first NFL game. Uh, he missed all last season with an injury, but he was a speedster from Memphis that they're excited to add to the picture here. Uh, and you know, you got Pat Fryermuth. They've added Darnell Washington. They they have that stuff there. But this is going to be a group now that locks up with a really good secondary. And this is something that I told you years ago. I liked it when I loved the addition of Denzel Ward. Greg Newsom has been really good. And those two specifically were, um, were really staunch in their coverage. And in fact, I asked Mike Tomlin about Grant Delpit because as you brought up he had a great game against the Bengals and Mike Tomlin went from talking about Grant Delpit right to talking about those corners here's Mike Tomlin Steelers head coach in the Tuesday press conference it's at the Steelers facility talking about the secondary what about the Brown secondary impresses you so far just what you've seen you know about Warden Newsom but Delpit was a big factor in their win over Cincinnati last week as well taking nothing away from Delpit um and McLeod I think played a lot uh, because Thor- Thornhill was unavailable, they all played really well. But I thought ta- I thought if you wanted to summarize the game in, in a in a small number of words, um, their corner ability to stand up and man to man on the line of scrimmage versus Cincinnati's receivers was the story of the game on either side of the ball. So Jeff, there you have it, Mike Tomlin giving praise, and Mike Tomlin he gives he he respects a lot of people a lot of people's games. But when I look back at that game he's absolutely right. You look at the way the corners are able to play for Jim Schwartz's system to work. You have to have corners you can rely upon because if you, if he's sending the house the way that he does in his defense, and that's been his defense for however many years he's been coaching, it's been decades. But if he's sending the house, he needs corners that can lock it down. And there was very few times where Joe Burrow just had wide open guys to just target all over the field and much credit to those Browns cornerbacks. They're a nice, diverse group. I mean, they're really, really talented. Um, you know, I think that one of the one of the biggest matchups we're probably going to see is I think Pickens and it's going to be MJ Emerson. Um, and here's a guy, um, and he played really well Sunday. But the thing is, is Chris, you know, we do these shows; they got to be like twenty eight minutes or less. I can't give five minutes to everybody who had a good game on Sunday. It's just. Don't work that way. You know, Ross Jackson will be all over us. But he he's nice. He's the number one to draw this, you know, the bigger assignment. He's here for T. Higgins. He's obviously here, uh, you know, to, you know, cover against, you know, a guy like Pickens. Um, Newsom, you would think, is going to probably be on the inside again this week, obviously with Austin. Uh, certainly Denzel Ward, you know, knows Allen Robinson. But, you know, they, they relish in it. And the thing is, is when you have a unit, and now where they're a lot deeper talented-wise, it's that, you know, everybody wants everybody else to succeed, but also every guy, it's like, all right, well, he got his, he got his. I want to go get mine. Where's my play? You know, where's my PBU? Where's my interception? Where's my sack? And it, you know, it, it fuels everybody. You know what I'm saying? Greatness, you know, basically, you know, uh, you know, basically grows on greatness. You know, everybody sees, everybody exceed. They want to, it's going to make that work that much harder too. So it, it's, it's fun. I mean, for me, I still like, I mean, people forget that this team has Juan Thornhill and, you know, a guy who would actually go attack balls. Browns have never had a free mm-hmm. safety like that. And you saw it mm-hmm. in the Kansas city, uh, a preseason finale with Thornhill. So it's, it's, it's been a really, really fun group, but the biggest and most important thing is whatever communication there is, these guys are so into it and so motivated. 
it's getting done quickly, not lapses like last year where the guys, these guys just trust each other. They trust the system. They certainly trust Jim Schwartz and having that week one performance. If there wasn't anybody who was sure about Jim Schwartz yet, that's over with now. They absolutely know what they have in their new defense coordinator. Absolutely. And I mean, but Jim Schwartz, again, he's been around the NFL forever. He, he's he been that guy that he plays that aggressive style of defense. I thought he did that very well for the Eagles. Uh, even when he was head coach of the Lions, the, the, just the, the brand of football, especially on defense that he brings is very recognizable. And another thing Mike Tomlin said that I didn't actually clip up for the show, but he said, honestly, he's like Jim Schwartz coming to the Browns was very much just kind of fitting to their strong points as far as how, how they're built and what they already do. He's just probably going to refine it. And Jim Swartz, I think even at one point during himself, you know, said like, I'm not doing a whole lot of rewriting here. It's just kind of, you know, fine tuning the points of this defense to play to their strengths a little bit more. So I think that that's certainly part of the, part of the factor there. I want, we got to talk about the quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks didn't have their best days while the Browns did win. I would say Deshaun Watson had his struggles. Kenny Pickett absolutely had his struggles. We'll get both of our, perspectives on them and the upcoming battle in the trenches on both sides of the ball that is going to be also important for this game we'll talk about all of that in a minute here on crossover thursday here on the locked on podcast network chris carter and jeff lloyd talking steelers and browns here but first I want to remind you guys this show is brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the most fun that you can have winning 25 times up to 25 times your money this football season just like two or more players pick more or less on their projected stats and you can place your entry and win money right away prize picks is the fun new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now if you're big into fantasy sports it's easy all you do is pick two to six players and when you pick those players just figure out their beat in fantasy you look to see where their projections on certain stats are and just say more or less on those projections and then you can start making money if you're right and again you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry this week on prize picks picks look at justin jefferson will he get over under 100 yards lamar jackson will he throw more than a touchdown you can simply combine those two right there and if you guess the right numbers you can win money on prize picks prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead up to big payouts like taco tuesday where every Tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Download the prize picks app today at prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all capital letters, all one word for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Back here on the on the Locked On Podcast Network, crossover Thursday here, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Browns, Chris Carter, Jeff Lloyd, breaking things down f- for you. Let's talk about the quarterback play here. And Jeff, you know, the Browns won convincingly, 24-3 against the, against the Bengals. But you'd, you'd imagine you'd want a little bit more cons- consistent of, of a performance from Deshaun Watson, 16 of 29, 154 yards through the air, threw a touchdown, also threw an interception, uh, finished with a pass rating of 67.3, did, did also run for five five times for 45 yards and a touchdown there. What is the biggest thing that you keyed in on that Deshaun Watson did well and maybe one thing he didn't do well? 
Well, you know, with Watson, it was it was a tough start. Obviously, both quarterbacks have tough days. Um, you know, the weather, I don't think anybody was really expecting it to be raining in Cleveland. I, there was people who lived three minutes from the stadium who said it wasn't raining where they were, but it was raining over the stadium, so it seemed really weird. Um, but look, you play the games, obviously. 16-29 um, to 29 is not exactly what the Browns expected. Um, it was a slow start. There were some balls that were just drastically short. Late in the first half, though, he took a shot low, high at the same time. Kind of just seemed to maybe – wake him up a little bit. Um, and he's got real crisp after that, um, was able to get the touchdown run, which he audible to. He played a much stronger second half. He was a lot more accurate finding receivers open in the second half. Um, the Browns don't need Deshaun necessarily to be you know, a top five quarterback to be the quarterback that he was in 2020. This team is constructed very, very differently. It's a more balanced team. Um, but yes, are they hoping for better uh, you know, than 16 to 129? Are they hoping for him to throw for 250 a week? That's kind of the ideal plan, um, but you know it's one week. If it you know goes on for a couple of weeks, maybe it becomes a little bit bigger of a talking point. But you know at this point, maybe you're just kind of you know splitting hairs essentially. You know trying to find something to maybe say you know needs to improve when you win twenty four to three. But you know I think everybody's expectation, including Deshaun's, is is that his play should improve. No, I, I hear that entirely. Uh, that and you're you're right. Like the Steelers and the Browns are similar in this note. Neither team wants to have to throw the ball for 400 yards. They want to be able to run the ball, keep a balanced offense, you know, have their quarterback make some plays, but don't rely on them to just air it, you know, air it out. And I think that's what the Steelers want to do. They didn't do that in this last game. Kenny Pickett took a lot of responsibility for himself after the game. And even we talked to him on Wednesday in the locker room. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of focus on the Steelers as well. Like Kenny Pickett knows that a lot of that was on him execution wise. It wasn't game planning. It wasn't, they, they knew where to go. They just, he just made mistakes in the moment. And that, that's something that he has, that he has to clean up. He's a second year quarterback. That was his first ever home opener or opener period that he's ever started in. So, He's doing it. And this is going to be an interesting matchup because the Browns defense is coming off a dominant performance against Joe Burrow, one of the more prolific quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, so for Kenny Pickett to, to bounce, bounce back in a week, I know he was playing a team that was the number one defense last year. This is another tall task ahead of him. Uh, so I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup for both quarterbacks to try to improve from their week one games. Jeff, thanks so much for doing the crossover Thursday with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He's Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. Check us out. We got Friday and Monday episode that'll get you ready for this matchup. But remember, this is Monday night football. So Friday will get you ready for the weekend. But then back, we're back on Monday previewing Steelers Browns one final time with our predictions. We'll see you then right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> 